Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Achtung. Millwall. Yeah, good evening. Welcome to Acton Millwall. Um, and you're probably wondering what, why this has landed on a Thursday. You're probably thinking these boys usually record it on a th- What's the situation? Well, we, uh, we bring you an extra special programme this evening because uh, we're looking back, obviously, uh, not so much at the game, but the post-match comments uh, following Mill's defeat to Bristol City at the Den last night. And, uh, well, Neil Harris's post-match comments is shocking seven and a half minute interview um which uh, will hopefully bring you uh, a little bit of um this evening i'm joined by uh, by the daddy the godfather it's mr nick hart greetings dear listeners um welcome welcome to a very odd program in some ways because it's it's a it's a kind of it's got like a post-traumatic stress kind of feel this this show for me at the moment but anyway welcome to the show uh, young harold warren not in chernobyl this evening how are you pal no, not in Chernobyl, in Neil Harris's factory of dreams. <laughs> <laughs> and the man, the man who broke this story to us yesterday. I mean, the worst thing about it is this week is that he'd actually done a full-on recce of the club shop, which he won't be able to give us. Uh, uh, um, it's yeah, be, all right, pal. We've had to close the shop this today, Heron. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's too much going on, mate. Uh, before we kick off, let's hear from Neil Harris following that uh, that defeat to Bristol City. You, you, you can see this year how we conceded too many late goals. You know, first and foremost, too many late goals first half of the season. Just conceded too many goals in general. Um, uh, second half of the season, a lot, lot tighter at the back. Um, scored, scored goals. You know, scored goals without, without creating hundreds of chances per game. Um, um, you know, I certainly don't feel I've had the competitive nature of the squad uh, competition with, with depth of the squad this season. Um, you know, we've got players out of contract. We've got players that, that I want to leave um, and, and to give opportunities for new ones to come in. Um, here's a big summer for us. You know, four four year cycle. Um, um, some players have just just maxed out what they can do. Um, some players need a, a fresh start. Um, some players don't want to play for the club. Um, let's be honest. Some of them don't want to play, um, and you know, want to move them on. Um, so um, I know what needs to be done, and um, I've had to take criticism this year. Uh, certainly, second half of the season, uh, as well as my players and my bench, um, um, fans having an opinion, and, and I respect that because you know they pay the money entitled to an opinion. Um, you know, I see it. As I see it, and I know what we need to change. I know what we need to recruit. Um, look, this league. 
the, the gulf between League One and the Championship is the biggest it's ever been, and it's only going to get bigger. Um, the gulf between the Championship and the Premier League is getting bigger. Um, between League One and League Two, not, not as big, but, but League One to the Championship is now monumental. Isn't it? Based on what you're saying now, are you, are you sort of anticipating, expecting, even perhaps demanding a, a much bigger turnover of players than we've come used to in your, you know, throughout your time in charge? Yeah, I've, I've always talked about building and um, you know trying to develop players and, and, and helping them and, and leading that pathway for young ones. You know, we've got to be patient. Our, our young ones at the moment that are going to come through and play a majority of them sort of 17 and 18, and they're not going to be ready for championship football in also 12 to 18 months. Um, boys on the bench tonight, boys like uh, Billy Mitchell and George Alexander, two Mill fans um, um, that, that want to play for the club, that, that grown up supporting the team. You know, they're the boys we want to bring through, like, like your Ben Thompsons. Um, but you have to be patient, wait, waiting for them. We, we need to turn over a player because we need to be better. You know, we haven't been good enough this year. Just told the players in the change room. Um, too many players have let me down this year. Um, I'm the one who stands on the sideline and takes, takes the brunt of the frustration. I've got broad shoulders. You know, I love managing the club. Love playing for the club. You know, 17, 18 years I've been representing the club. Um, um, but it hurts me when I have to take that because the players uh, aren't professional enough at times, um, and we just need to be better. You know, we need to recruit better players, better characters, and, and I will. And I will do that in the summer, and players will go, and there will be a surprise element to some of the players that leave. But they need to move on, and they need to move on because they don't, they're not going to buy into what I want to achieve. And, and if we can't afford the best players in the division, if we can't afford the best facilities, um, and we can't have the strength in depth that, that's needed at times, then we have to get the best characters. And there was uh, Millwall manager Neil Harris. Michael, let's start with you, pal. You were there. You were the one who, who, who dropped us all a message after the press conference going, look, lads, you've got to listen to this. You know, obviously, we were all out doing our own bits and pieces. I was getting kicked the shit out of my old men playing badminton. Um, <laughs> you, know, you were shocked. You were shocked, and, and a lot of social media was shocked. Um, g- give us give us your thoughts first and foremost on 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 what Neil said, and, and sort of like a, um, the download of what Neil was saying. Well, t- to be honest with you, um, yes, there has been weeks recently where where Neil's come into the press conferences and he said his post match comments, and it seems to have been very rose tinted glasses. You know, when games have been, let's be brutally honest, bog standard average, he said it's been like good leadership and there's been good moments in games. You know, when there's games where we've been sort of quite reservedly beaten or sort of got away with a draw, it's another one of those kind of, well, you know, my lads showed fight. But I'm not sure whether it's because now we're confirmed safety and now. Basically, he wants to get a few home troops out, but I don't think I've been. I've been going to the press box now and, and sitting in those conferences now for around sort of like a season and a half, and I don't think I've seen any manager, let alone Neil Harris as an individual, talk as frankly and as openly as that. He's he's let down by the players. He's let down, well, not all the players. I, I'll, I'll sort of paraphrase that. He's let down by. Um, a lot of the players, he said how they've not performed at the level. And also the thing that startled me most of all was when he said that basically there's players who don't want to play for Millwall anymore and have openly told him that they don't want to play for Millwall. So, yeah, it was it was shock, Aaron, if honest with you, mate. Yeah, really, really quite shocking. Um, Nick, let, let, let's head to you. Carl. Yeah, quite an extraordinary interview. I mean, obviously there's there's the the, um, the reports on news of them. We, we 
uh, listeners will obviously know that we've heard some of it via Michael, but there's also the reports on News at Den, and then there's even a uh, a club, um, you know, uh, a video which we we've lifted part of to to play you earlier in the show. So it, it's it's the most odd interview I think I've ever ever, ever seen a Millwall manager have. I mean, I, I, I remember when Ian Holloway indulged in a little bit of, um, you know, kind of uh, criticism of the squad. I, I think he, I think he, he had a, he had a dig at one or two players during his time. And there's, there's a, there's, there's a that slight. Before, that was the famous one where he decided to play 11 senior players against 11 youth team players and the 11 youth team beat, it, the, senior, beat I, the senior team. And yeah. Sid Nelson's career was destroyed in 37 Sort of minutes before I'll tell you what, it, tell you what it is. There was, there, was a, there was a thing that happened, and we're not here to talk about Ian Holloway, but one it was one moment when Ian Holloway first arrived at the den, and I was in the, the exec lounge, and he used to do this thing of, of having a pre-match talk where he'd announce a team and, and how he was going to set about um, the, the the game's um, events, and, and he made one or two remarks that were, just that gave you a little glimpse, a, bit, a little bit like Neil Harris's interview last night, where you, you feel like you've, got, you've had a glimpse into the dressing room. It's almost like peeking into someone else's marital bed you know it's that there are some things that um you kind of you, that there should be that something should be done behind closed doors did you feel like a voyeur yeah yeah there, there, there is there, there is a sense of that and you know yeah in the moment there's a there's a little frisson of excitement oh look you now know that neil doesn't think much of perhaps fred perhaps perhaps jordan perhaps um who knows who else sean hutchinson possibly we don't know but and then but then there's a there's a sense that actually you you I felt a bit uncomfortable in some ways with the interview that's taken place. And the reason I'm uncomfortable, I think, is that there's clearly it's clearly been um, an unhappy ship this season. We've we've all seen the football. It's been, for the most part, with one or two moments of exception, pretty turgid stuff. And, you know, there's, there's clearly been issues behind closed doors. The only thing I'm going to say, and, you know, um, we'll read the message boards, we'll read the social media, and and some people have it in for Neil Harris, no matter what he does or says. But one thing that yep. was missing from last night's um, outpouring of emotion, I've written on my notes here, is is any self analysis. Um, th- there's a lot of um, there's a lot of comment about other players or unnamed other players. We, we're going to all have to speculate on who's who these these players are. There isn't any self analysis now. I I I think that if you're going to be honest. Honestly, it's like a, like a divorce. I think you mentioned a divorcing man's comments earlier on, Harry, in one of our messages. And if you're honest in any kind of um, relationship breakup, anything of a personal nature, there's always 50-50. It's never, ever 100% or 60-40 or 80-20. It's always 50-50. And I just don't get that sense from Neil's comments think, last do you night. Think it is? Do you think it is 50-50 in this case? I, I will, you know... Uh, uh, I'm not taking away from the fact that Neil Harris has made mistakes and I don't think the question was put to him. So I, I suppose he was on a bit of a rant. It was almost a bit Keegan, mm. 19, 90, when was it, 95 or whatever, yeah. the, the famous Sky rant. The Alex it Ferguson a, rant. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a bit like that. But let, let's let's get it right, right? Millwall last season finished eighth. And I think this all stems from last season. It seems that every... I will give the the recruitment team, I will give... The management team, and I'd give the even Steve Kavanagh the, the the benefit of the doubt in the sense that this season everything that could go wrong has gone wrong in terms of off the pitch. Now I look at this now with the benefit of knowing that we 
Neil Harris has said there are bad eggs in that dressing room. Neil Harris, and it can all be traced back. Let's be honest to the uh, to the Savile saga of the summer. Mm. And since that, George not Jimmy. George not Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> but George that's a completely Savile, different saga. That's a different saga. Yeah, George Savile was a massive, massive part of Millwall Football Club last season. Or now the season before, but you know what I mean. He got 10 goals from midfield. He basically kept that midfield together. He made a very, very strong partnership with Williams in the centre and gave everything he could for the badge and was our little bastard in the middle. He was. He'd done the dark arts very, very well. Now... I'm sorry, there was a lot of people that turned around and said, that sit right and me and in the conversation said, you should pay in whatever he wanted, we should have paid a match Middlesbrough and offered him the world. I'm sorry, we're Millwall Football Club, we can't do that. The problem with that is then that Wallace got picked on. And then we had the whole, will we sign Bradshaw, will we sign Leonard? These people come in. Now, I'm not being funny or anything. In everyone's job, I'm talking to you, the listener, I'm talking to you, Nick, I'm talking mm-hmm. to Aaron, I'm talking to... If you do a job that is transferable to another business and this business offers you the same hours, the same contract, but with more money, you go to more money. Now, absolutely, absolutely. I know that we all would love to sit in a rose-tinted spectacle world where football players are not like the rest of us, where they play for the pure emotion of playing the game. And there are a few out there that always played for the same side, never left, loved their boyhood club. Hopefully, Ben Thompson is one of them. But, the fact of the matter is, is that Jordan Archer last season was shit for a large proportion of time, and Neil Harris backed him, right? Uh, are we agreed on that? That Archer cost he, he was certainly back. He was certainly back. Yeah, 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 a failing goalkeeper overall. Right? I agree. Yeah. In the releg- in the relegation fight this season, he has been dropped twice. Now, there was a rumor, obviously, by a man, not of this parish, but there was a rumor that didn't help the mm-hmm. manager. Uh, you know, there was all that going on in the sideline, off the pitch. Again, another off the pitch distraction. You've had Fred in uh, in uh, Shake It All About for about three or four years now. Always promised to deliver, but delivered fuck all whenever he's been given the opportunity. Now, I know he hasn't been given starts, and I will, def- I will defend Fred on that, that he maybe not has got the playing time. But unfortunately... Last season, no one got playing time. No, nobody did get playing time last season. It was, you could name the Millwall team sheet off by art. It was Archer in goal, and, the back four, the midfield four, and the front two of Gregory and Morrison. That, that's why, Harry, for, for me, for me personally, what's happened is, is I think Neil, and, and I've been thinking about this for, for, for since yesterday, I think at the end of last season, Neil Harris finished an eighth book. You know what? Three or four additions to this team, and I'll take him into the playoffs. Three or four additions will take him into the playoffs, will do something. That's why he went for Scalak, someone with a bit of experience. He brought in Murray Wallace, brought in Leonard, and he brought in um, uh, he brought in uh, Bradshaw. Bradshaw. Mm-hmm. Now, I think you know these lot have played out of their skin for a season, and you've got to the next season, and and Neil Harris has realised shit. These lot aren't what I thought they were. Well, I don't necessarily uh, agree with you, Aaron, because no. I think that the fact the fact of the matter is that George Seville is a top six championship football player. And the problem is that Morrison last season was still a top level championship player. Morrison this season wasn't that player. 
you know, there was a drop off. Can, I, can, can I interject there with the George Savile remark? So if so, yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off, Harry. You was doing yeah. good, good, good points made there, mate. But a couple of things I will say is that but you're right about the George Savile start the season. And ironically, I said this this morning. Something, obviously, and I'm not sure if it is the Middlesbrough transfer saga or what it is, because it just seemed like, you know, he was going. But something very badly must have gone wrong. Had the, the, the loss of one player, how it could affect it that badly. Football is a team game. Ultimately, no matter how you play the game, you could be an absolutely phenomenal player. But football is a team game. It's I'll no bigger than one person. Mate. No, exactly. But, but, but look at the trouble they're having. That's what, but but that's they what I'm saying. Ronaldo. That, yeah, I'm, 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 not, yep. I'm not knocking that, but what I'm saying is, is when you've got a player, and I, I, it'll be the same next season. If Mill will lose Cooper, right, we are going to be banging in trouble. I, I'm very sorry. There are three, there are probably three players at that club that Mill cannot afford to lose, right? One's Ben Thompson, the other one's Cooper, and Jeb Wallace, because they're irreplaceable for the finance we have. And also, have. more importantly, one player we can't afford to lose at this moment is Lee Gregory, and he's going. Well, I, I agree with you, but that was always going to happen. I think that's been very clear since last season. I think now, with the benefit of hindsight, that Tom Bradshaw was bought as a Lee Gregory replacement. He wasn't bought as a Steve Morrison replacement. He wasn't bought with any idea of playing Gregory and Bradshaw together, in my opinion. I think the idea was was that oh, Bradshaw was going to play. Yeah, well, Bradshaw was going to be... Gregory was going to be sold for a couple of hundred grand in January, I'd guess. And, and you know... it. We were forced into a corner. Every time Harris has done something this season, with now with the benefit of hindsight, it went wrong for the man. And unfortunately, you know, for 60 minutes last night, I'd like to point out as well, I know a lot of people weren't there. It was an half-empty den. But Millwall fantastic last night. And, I, I, you know, those players were trying. I can't, I can't slag any of those players off. <laughs> In a division that's constantly moving, you look yeah. at the championship, it's not an easy league. You look no, at League no. One, League One's a difficult league this season. Everyone oh. seems to be improving, and it feels like Mill have been on just sort of standing still, if you like. Well, 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 unfortunately, mate, the problem is, is money talks, and Mill don't have the money to compete with Sot. This idea that Mill are suddenly going to change. I mean, this is a very, very dangerous time for Millwall Football Club. Let's get it very, very clear here. This idea to... Last time, when Harris chucked the, chucked the players out, the shit-oos, the Gary Taylor Fletchers, the fucking... You name it, we had it. It was shit, basically. Everything that Holloway touched went to fucking poison, basically, the football club. The, cl- the club was poison. There was no other way. This is the first time that Harris has said, I... It's, you know, it's not a reincarnation of Millwall. It's, you know, um, what, what do the Klopp's revolution of Liverpool? You know, the, these kind of words like revolution rather than tinkering. You know, it is going to be a mass clear out. It was always going to be a mass clear out this season because there was a lot of players that were out of contract anyway that were League One standard at best. You know, you, you, I, think, you, I think as well, though, going, going back to Nick's earlier point about the management style about the 50-50 side of it and um, basically as, as you know you know Kenny Jacket can do no wrong in my eyes he's the greatest manager I've seen in my <laughs> lifetime I mean I'm only 32 but he's the greatest manager I don't think and from from the way when Jacket was in charge of our club and we had incidences with Whitbread when we had incidents with Danny and Gesson 
if there was a bad egg, Jacket would have just got rid straight away, and he would not have let him let it affect the side. The reason why we didn't play well under Jack Jacket, in my opinion, towards the end, was we just did not have a good side. This side we've got now is better than Jacket's side without a You're shadow of a doubt. Do, do you think so, Michael? Oh, absolutely. I, I think I think no. with raw talent, I think with raw talent, this side is a lot better than the side Jacket finished with. No. Absolutely. No, the, the one the one he finished with, Harry. I'm talking I've... about when you had Sean St. Ledger in the midfield and you had Darius Henderson up front and Daniel Gesson. But what he did was was what Jacket did, what I liked. I don't think, I think with the Savile um, sort of saga, I don't think he would have let it go on that long. I think he would have drove, I, I said to someone earlier, I think he would have drove Savile up to Middlesbrough. It didn't, it didn't go on long, did it? They didn't there was, there was, there was sniffs for a few days, a, yeah, Harry. But they there's didn't a, offer until the last week. I don't understand this idea that everyone has that they were tapping him up for the summer. He decided a, to go when they made an offer for him. Unfortunately, that's what happens in the transfer window. We won't have this problem this season. It happened in the worst possible way. And from that day, Millwall have not been the same. It all changed that Fulham game. That, from that Fulham game, the entire team togetherness went to shit. You even saw it last season. You saw it on Sky. Watch it back. You saved on my Sky queue. You watch Marshall's reaction when Archer makes the rip for Sessignon's goal. You fucking watch the reaction. They know. They know right then that their chance has gone. Now, it must oh, yeah, be very yeah, hard to go that, to yeah, work yeah. every day knowing that someone has cost you that kind of riches. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Whether that's right or wrong or otherwise, I mean, Marshall decided to take his 27 grand at Norwich, right, which is fair enough. But he's come back and he looks fucked. I, I mean, you know. There's, there's questions like that. He tried to change it in January. He got a loan in. Yes, was it right? We're going to get Rudy Gestead. Marshall's been a disaster. We could have got Rudy Gestead and it could have been exactly the same. The fact that Harris has felt he's had to come out and, and do this, this is more my point. There was someone sitting in my block yesterday saying, when Elliot come on, what the fuck's he bringing Elliot on for? You might as well play the youngsters. I will say this now. We have ruined every single youngster, barring Ben Thompson and Aidan O'Brien, for the last seven or eight years. We destroy youngsters at Millwall Football Club, and so, it's our own fault. So we well. abs- I, know, I know he's been there for two years. Elliot ain't good enough for the championship. I, I agree. No, I agree totally. But you, the, you're missing the point. The, the idea that you can turn up at Millwall as a 17-year-old boy like a Ronaldo and you're going to get time, we've destroyed every youngster we've ever had. Is barring Ben Thompson recently and Aidan O'Brien, who still has got a 50-50 love-hate relationship with most people. The fact of the matter is, we destroy Fred. Laughing at Fred. You laugh at Fred every time he does chicken step-overs. You laugh at fucking Fred when he does this. You laugh at him. Oh, we'll bring on Fred, the fucking throwaway Twitter comments. If he's what reading this, no wonder his confidence was shot and you went, I want to get out of here. I want to go. Wicked. That's the nature of the business, out. Harry. I mean, No, I this, understand this, it's the nature of the business. This is football. This is I football. understand this is football. But there are other clubs, there are other clubs, and maybe that you haven't got the character to play for Millwall then, which is, again, another thing that Harris brought up last night. It was about character, not to go all Brendan Rodgersy. But the fact of the matter is, is that you've got our broad shoulders to play for that club. And that was a rant from Harris last night saying, I'm fed up of fucking defending these people because I'm the one getting dug out on the sideline. I'm the one who at Bolton was taking all the abuse. I'm the one that's getting slagged off on Twitter. I'm the one. And I'm telling you, I agree with you. That's basically what I see this as. I agree with you. It ain't right. That, that's all that was. That was an admission of this team is shit. It's not good enough for what you're paying to watch every week. I wouldn't want to pay for watch it. I will sort it. The problem is now is how do you sort a problem like that when some of those players, I guess, I mean, 
the, the list, I mean, for me, there's probably, I was counting them up earlier, there's probably eight or nine players that have got to go. They're, yeah, they're, no, it's, it's half the go at least. It's and, half the squad. Because, I mean, the key point I picked out, I wrote down the two key points. He's accused his own players, uh, rightly in some ways, because we've, we've all sat through it. We've we've all been at the game. We'll, we'll, we'll care. We'll give a shit about Millwall. But, you know, if you're accusing your own squad of lack of professionalism and letting me and the club down, these are the exact phrases I've written down. A lot won't come out. So that's clearly stuff that's gone on at the training ground. Then... That's, that's, a, that's a huge accusation. And also, there's a contradictory nature. We mentioned this off air before we, we started recording tonight's show, that it's only a few weeks ago that I'm sure I read on, on, on Twitter that we're, we're a happy camper, bunch of happy campers. Or, you know, I, I know you've got, a, you've got to... Um, mind games. You've got to talk it, yeah. Mind yeah no, of, of course, but, but the it, of course it's mind incredible. games. It's incredible. But I don't, think it, I don't think it is a lurch. I think, you know, you've been talking about how much of a, of a problem it's been for him how much he's turned around and come into press conferences and look flippant and look to me. If you're thinking this in the background and you're sitting there, basically, as I said, it is like a divorce. It's like sitting there with the wife's lawyer going, yeah, yeah, yeah. The minute it's all over, he's gone, right, you cunt. I fucking ain't having any of this. And and it's totally acceptable. You know, let's be honest. Archer's thrown his dummies. Let, let's, let's all be very clear, very, 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 very clear that Archer's thrown his dummies. So Archer can go. Right, that, yep. that's it. Agreed. Meredith yep. hasn't been very good this season, so Meredith's probably up for the chop in terms of levels of professionalism. Last night was one of his only good games all season, and that was probably a six, you know, until the last yep. 20 minutes where he got ripped apart. But never mind that. Conor McLaughlin, I'm not sure what's going on there. Last night he came on and basically gave him a goal. You know, um, he's I, not I very good. He's, he's not very good. I mean, I well, think there, that, there, there it's a harsh. But he's very good for Northern Ireland. So is that what you're saying about professionalism? That they can raise their standards when it suits them for other people? Possibly. Do you, sure, do you understand? There's, 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 Mate, there's layers upon layers. Turned it on during, during uh, you know, in the FA Cup. Look at the players who turned it on in the FA Cup, and then the next week. Yeah. But I don't think those players did turn it on in the FA Cup, mate, because that's the side that he played last night, bearing it basically. You that's the side that he trusts. No, that's the side right, so Harry, has. Harry, couple of things, couple of things, right? You said there about McLaughlin, and you said about Meredith and people like that. Now, Neil Harris and all communication people at club or or some or they knew they were saying that. That the way mm. the way he said that. When you read John Kelly's transcript and when you see the video online and everything like this, you he. That's a that's prepared. It's, it's not word it's, for it's word. A, a that's prepared. Yeah, yeah. So so what so what I'm saying is what I'm saying is is he has now come out with a statement and he's basically said there are certain players who don't want to play for this club anymore, don't want to play for you, the fans, don't want to play for me, don't want to play forever. So straight away there are now eyes on that team he played last night. So people saying about McLaughlin and the energy levels, he may not have the, he may not have the energy levels, he may not have he may not have the, the ability. But because he actually sort of came off the bench or, he, you know, he was part of a squad which Neil Harris has chosen at a time when he said, I'm only picking people who are going to play for me. There's an indication then that McLaughlin might have been one of the players who was like, I actually want to play here. Same as Tom Elliott. He, get, he gets dogs abuse. He gets Tom dogs abuse. But season, he, he, he probably won't be. But again, the fact that he is a person who plays for the club and the fact that he is someone who featured for that side yeah, but I think half an hour before the statement mate. was made that's needs Sorry? last night no 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 yeah, yeah but I, I know what you're saying there as well but also 
There's, if we'd still been winning, two... if we'd been winning two 0 he wouldn't have got on the pitch, mate. He would have brought Alexander on. I'm pretty sure he, he probably. But but yeah, but nobody swaps out, Harry. He still made the squad and he was still available for selection. Put, mate, he has put a statement out. Well, then, no, but from the statement he put out half an hour later, and the fact he put three kids on the bench, if he really didn't want Tom Elliott to play because Tom Elliott had a bad attitude and he was a bad oh, egg, he would have put that. another I'm kid in. That. I'm not saying that. No, I'm not. I'm not saying you are. But what I'm saying is, is that that squad last night, there are questions whether. They are players who he was referring to as ones he wants to keep and ones. Well, I wouldn't have thought so, Michael, because for the reason that, I mean, he said the two, the three kids, um, Billy Mitchell, George Alexander and Deb, Deborah, Jesse Deborah, I think. Jordan uh, Deborah. Jordan Deborah, sorry. Um, so they, they were all ones that wanted to play for the club. And I picked up on those words because I thought they were quite carefully chosen. And, two, they, and two of they, them were... Um... Two of them were Millwall fans. He made that Millwall, very clear. Millwall fans. Yes, that's another point. Actually, good, good one. Now, I'm presuming that if if they're sat on the bench because they want to play for Millwall and they're Millwall fans to, to whatever level, um, then I'm going to guess that the team that's picked around them are also wanting to play for the club because this seems to be the the um, the, the point that Neil's trying to make that there are players within the team and we can all we'll probably go through the squad shortly and, and try and decide who the players are who don't want to play for Millwall. Um, so I'm going to guess that the team that took the field last night and was sat on the bench are the ones that are. No, sorry, sorry if I, yeah, sorry if I articulated that wrong. That's that's basically what I meant in a roundabout. Oh right, yeah, no, that's form. that's fair enough. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Ability-wise or not, lists. the people, yeah, yeah. I think there's uh, two lists. I think there's a list of people who ain't good enough, and there's a list of people who are cunt. Because I, I, I make it very clear. I distinguish between the two. I mean, the, the, if you're not good enough, that's that's one thing. It's whether you don't want to play, and and that's the repeat point that I think Neil made last night. Um, I mean, we we, we mentioned off air Sean Hutchinson. That, I mean, that, that's a strange story. Um, a season for you know for a man who was player of the season last year, deservedly so. Let's be honest. Was and it very then, good this season when he did play? No, uh, and then he's got into this mystery um, injury, moving the bin. I mean, I, I don't know about. I'm sure all, all of us on this on this podcast, all the listeners have moved their bins. I've never ever hurt myself moving a bin. Um, Fallen for a glass table. Famously, there's been football players who have fallen through grass tables. There's, it's, I mean, it's real. You life, can do a lot of things. things. You yeah. can do a lot of things. Um, but even even if you fall over, I mean, you know, we've 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 all we've all known circumstances and Christmas parties and and the like where you've maybe. Got a bit of and Perhaps you got a little bit tottery afterwards. You're not then out for weeks and months and then you're not unable to work for what was it? Practically half a year now since Sean Hutchinson last last that took New the Year's field. Day, maybe yeah. was it that the last appearance? So maybe. that's a mystery. That's a mystery story. And I, I'm going to guess that some of Neil's comments made last night would include our player of the season last last season because maybe, I can't think of maybe ma- not. I can't think of many other reasons as to why he wouldn't but, get well, out. You know, he said he also said he did mention the word personal, didn't he? In the thing he said, there's personal things that won't come out. Yeah, possibly. So yeah. you know, yeah, I I think the Gregory one. I mean, as well, going back to Gregory about people turning around and saying this, he played Gregory and Morrison out of sentiment last night. I thought Gregory's goal was world class, and I, I will say that that is a world. Oh, he took it very, took it very well, some, didn't he? For someone that's not supposedly a world class finisher, that was that was a plus. I, I I don't think anyone could fault Lee Gregory's commitment or effort no. or work rate this season. But I, I will I, tell I will tell you now, Sheffield United going up is bad for Lee Gregory because he won't mm. get in Sheffield United's team in the Premier League. However, 
people turn around and saying, well, why is he going to go up north? Because he's got a chance of, if he goes up north and he's... Well, he might get in Huddersfield. I think his wife is a northern girl. It's a yeah. bit like the Beaver situation from the best part of my memory and knowledge. And I guess he'd end up at a hole at Preston on probably more money than what he's on at Millwall. And, yep. you know, he'll probably have a wage percentage increase if they get to the Premier League or the playoffs or whatever. And you've got to remember that Lee Gregory has a, a very, very short professional career. Yes. And at the end of the day, you, your career is very short as a football player. What is he, 31, 32 now? Something, Something like that, yeah. Millwall yeah. only yeah. offer one-year deals to people over 30. Millwall probably offer him eight grand a week and somebody else is going to offer him 15 for three years or two years. You know, it, you know, it's a financial decision as well as an incoming decision. Happy, I mean, and, and from, happy and from wife, my memory as well, exactly. and from my memory as well, I, I may be mistaken, He's, ne- he's never handed in a transfer request. So it's not as if he's sort of no, saying he, he, he wants to go. He is, he's basically done what? He he's he signed a contract recently. I can't remember how long it was. Let's just say for number's sake, it was a three-year deal. He's done his three years. You know? I've, I've, I wish Lee Gregory nothing but success at wherever he ends up, as long as it isn't West Ham. I have no <laughs> other... He's in the fifth season, got 68 goals and 200-odd games. Millwall rescued him from... From from the National League with, with Halifax, where he'd, he'd banged in thirty two goals, and you know I think two hundred and fifty grand. You, you know, you know, players at that level think, you know, when am I going to get a football league move? When am I going to get a football league move? Went straight into the championship, nine goals, but did very very well with twenty seven the following year. But I think you know a lot of people and a lot of fans are looking at his goal return and saying it's not quite good enough for for, for the championship. No, no, I'd agree with that fair. as well. Yeah. Let's let's be fair, you know. I, there's a I don't few, think he gets an awful lot of service, to be fair. There, no, he doesn't. There's a few managers who have, who have been promoted who have said that essentially in the championship, everyone needs just what you need one 20 goal a season striker. One striker that's just going to bang you in the goals, and and you know you will be in that sort of mid table upreach. And and unfortunately, Lee Gregory isn't going to get you 20 goals. No, but he'll get you 14 like he did this season, and Millwall fans will know what they're missing next season, the ones that have slagged him off. The ones that are a little bit more, um, what's the word? Ones that are a little bit more circumspect when they actually think about it next season. When, you know, I, all I'll say is, is that John Marquez has scored 28 goals this season in League One. Right? And I'm sorry to go back to John Marquez. John Marquez is in League One's team of the year. Right? I know that Neil said the gap between League One and the Championship is getting bigger all the time. Well, we'll see, won't we? If Doncaster come up, we'll see how good John Marquez is in the Championship. Because I guarantee he'll score more fucking goals than Tom Elliott. And it was you lot, you listeners, that are listening there, that fucking slagged him off and got him out of the fucking club. Because the boy come back twice out of love for the fucking club that he supported as a boy. And I will say this now. We have got, and I'm saying this, we've got to be more patient with our own. I don't care if you slag off fucking Rob Hulls when he turns up for a payday. But the kids, I remember when, when Aris come through with Kale and Reed and Ifill, and Ifill used to get dogs abused. Fuck me what we'd do for Paul Ifill. Do, do you know what I mean now? Yeah, yeah, for, know, yeah for, for a Paul Ifill type player. Yeah, we that. It's ridiculous, right? And we, are, we demand a level of loyalty. You know, there's people on Twitter slagging Morrison off because he slags the fans off. You want to slag them off for 90 minutes. You, you, you you can't have your cake and eat it. We're Millwall. I understand 
that we're not the most bipolar club in the world. And I understand that Bielsa would suit us perfectly because he'd sit on a bin or maybe Neil Walnut would suit us because he'd go all fucking, no one likes me, no one likes the club, we're fucking the victim, blah, 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 blah. But unfortunately, we tried it before. We tried it with Holloway, it didn't work. We tried the young up-and-coming manager with Lomas, it didn't work. The bloke here, as he said last night, generally gives a fuck, right? And this is the point. If the manager gives a fuck, you're halfway there because... Unfortunately, he's not. I don't think he's going to take a payday to walk away if it goes wrong. I think he'd resign. I don't think he's got it in him to get sacked. I think he'd leave. Right? That that's my. Well, he's, he's no. He's, he's no. He's a man. Of, yeah, he's no, a man I, I of honour. He'd walk. I know he signed a five-year deal or whatever, but he's a man of honour. I, I get that Neil Harris is a man it's, of um, honour and would walk away. But the fact of the matter is, is that that last night, the the, the fact that he's come out and said that is a man pleading with us as a fan base to go, I am aware that this has not been good enough this season. And that takes some arsehole because what he's done there is he's really risked his job next season because if it goes wrong, he'll be out the door after. You know, imagine Millwall don't get a win in six yeah, games. Aaron, Aaron made a good point last night. He, Aaron said, didn't he? He went that this statement will either be the best thing or the worst thing for him. Absolutely. He said, he said, I mean, the start of the season is going to be critical for Neil Harris. We've got to start well next season. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I just want to run through some of the defenders. Marlon Romeo, I mean, is, keep. is, it, is, it, is he, well, I, I'd keep him, but I mean, I, I get no sense that he's a disruptive element or one of the um, the, the, the bad apples that Neil's kind Five of alluded deal. to. So keep Marlon Romeo. <laughs> yeah. Sid, Nelson, Sid Nelson's on, on, on loan and won't come Sid back. Sid Nelson, bye. Uh, Alex Pierce is on loan. I'd like to bye. keep him next season. Bye. Yeah. Um, no, Murray. No, 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 not buy as in bye bye. Fuck off. You don't like don't him. Really? Him. Don't want him. Don't want him. You don't like him. Don't want him. Don't want him. Right. Right. Now, now, not... this... no, 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 no. But this me. is another question. This is another question, and this goes. This goes. Sorry, Nick. I don't... Oh, this, right. no, this no, 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 no. This is gone mad. But 
this is another question. This must be what Neil Harris is talking about. How on earth has a player on a short-term loan within three, four games got the armband for the rest of the season? Uh, I, I, I think he's a decent player. I'm wondering no, no, what no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. What, what, no, that's exactly you, what I'm saying. No, what, what, I, I, what, what, I, what, I, what you're not seeing there, Harry. I don't think he's... Millwall need a ball-playing centre-half. He's not the answer. He's past the wrong age for a start. You've got a fantastic young English centre-half next to him that gets six, seven, eight, nine goals. And unfortunately, when he goes, I do not want our defensive ability to basically be Alex Pearce. I, I, I have no... Because I've got no... I've got no reason to expect Hutchinson to turn back up next season. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Right. I, 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 think I think controversially, that... I think controversially that Cooper is as good as the player he plays alongside. I think if his centre half partner has a bad it's game, he has a bad game. No, 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 no. no. Whereas, whereas Hutch, Webster in the past, Beavers can pick up their own game. You look last season, Cooper started the season at centre half with Hutch. It didn't work. Webster was back in the side and if it weren't for that in injury that Webster picked up, he probably would have finished the season. Yeah. And, this, and this is also presuming that Jake Cooper is going to get signed by Glasgow Rangers and move on for money. I, mean, I think that's possibly uh, a deal that may come back to haunt us. Murray Wallace. Are we going to keep Murray Wallace? I'd, I'd, I'd keep Murray Wallace. I'd keep Murray Wallace. Options. We need options all over the pitch. And I understand what you're saying about leadership and I understand you're saying about Cooper being made a better player by someone who's next to him. But surely the idea should be to sign someone better than Cooper or on Cooper's level to bring Cooper up to that level. Now, Pierce last night gives the ball away all the time. You know, he's, he's not the greatest with the ball at his feet. If he's a heading and kick it player, he's not particularly the tallest player in the world. He's not particularly the paciest. He's not particularly any better than what I think I've seen out of Sid Nelson, if I'm being totally honest at times, in terms of the only thing he hasn't got, he hasn't got errors in him. But as soon as I saw that, as soon as you'd see that creeping in, you'd be going, let's get rid of him now. Achtung, Milbein. That's the bigger question. Does, does the club want to progress? I'm kind of getting the sense from listening to Neil Harris and everything that I've picked up from the club regarding stuff like the regeneration, that they were supposedly planning for a, a Premier League adaptable stadium. So the whole thrust of everything they've said, at least, is that the club wants to progress, which means that investment must take place. I think Neil mentioned that word last night, investment in the team. Um, so you would think that you've got to progress. Now, whether Alex Pierce is the right answer or the wrong answer is... It, we, we've covered. I mean, I'm going to I'm going to guess um, Harry and Michael are going to keep Murray Wallace as a squad player, or um, I think Murray at... Wallace is the number one left back at the moment. Number one, yeah, the only left yeah. back. I'd, I'd, I'd keep him. Well, let's run through the midfield then, shall we? Because I think we probably covered defence. Sean Williams must be coming. I don't know whether he's won the bad apples, but um, Neil did bye mention bye. age, age, and and um, you know, age, taking its taking its lack of pace. Um, he's he's he's, dis he's disappeared. I mean, like the thing was, was with the Sean penalty Williams was a poor years, last night. Oh, yeah. the penalty was poor. I oh, was I oh, was appalling. Disgraceful, actually. It wasn't poor. It was fucking abysmal. I mean, the fact that the bloke turned around and said to Gregory, "Do you want to take it?" It's almost like Gregory was having a testimonial last night that we all weren't included in. <laughs> do, you, do you know what I mean? It was very, yeah. very strange. Um, right. and, and really, they should have killed the game off. I mean, also talking about, uh, quickly on your point, I know we're talking about the midfield, but going back to what you were saying about, oh, um, 
let's have a look at you know the club wanting to progress and and we need to do something about the stadium being Premier League ready and this and that. We haven't even got goal line technology at night, and that cost us last night because um, I think we scored a goal in the second half that wasn't given them. Unless they mean technology. The, the Bostic Premier League, and I might have that Premier League. In mind yeah, yeah, I think that's more likely at the moment. But that, that <laughs> yeah. you know, let's let's be honest, let's. Let's control the things we can control. You know, we're not in control of whether or not we can outspend people, which we all know we can't. But let's at least get some lights behind the goal so we can so we can benefit from this technology that everyone else has got. Yeah. Throughout the I think I think I think going back going back to Sean Williams, he, he never was one that was blessed with pace, but no. there was. Like, but a few years ago, he could just spray balls around for fun. You yeah, know, he'd he he the ball up twenty-five. Yeah. But also, Harry, I don't know if you remember last night. There was a, I think it was a moment in the second half on the halfway line, where Williams actually had like a yard advantage on the midfielder, and it was a fifty-fifty ball, and they both ran for it, and he lost by about two yards, and he had yeah. a head start. And and you just look there, and you're like, you just, you you literally just have nothing in the legs anymore. Yeah, with all I, due respect. I, I think that he has played an awful lot of football as a centre-half, and I can kind of find out why now. When we signed him, he was a midfield, he was a centre-half who could play midfield, defender, yeah. and we turned him into a midfielder. Now, I understand he'd almost be a ball-playing defender, but obviously I think his legs have gone to do that as well, and obviously he doesn't want to play there for whatever reason, um, and I don't think he'd be good enough in the air to do that. But, Let's I just think, I think it's five for time has caught up with him. I don't think he's necessarily yeah, he's a bad I, I, I just think it's time to move him on, maybe. Move move on to Jed Wallace. I mean, I, I, I like Jed. I think he's tried to carry too much of a burden single-handed for us this season. And we read, we understand he's been playing through pain. He's had a knee injury, uh, which which would explain... Um, Why he can't the, cross the topic. Yeah, the, the comparatively <laughs> poor version of Jed we've seen. And, and, and yeah, we, we've all seen that. I don't think you can fault Jed in terms of what Neil's brought up last night, the lack of care and, and, and professionalism and no. the lack of effort. I, I, I don't believe, if, if unless he's a very good actor, I don't think that he's going to be one of the, I think Jed would be the one gang. Of the, I think Jed would be one of the... Um, if the Morrison good guys. Was to, if Morrison yeah. was to leave, he'd be one of the uh, on the captain shortlist. I, I, I would, I'll tell you what. I, if any, if anyone like you were saying earlier on with the with the uh, George Savile um, saga, I would literally match any single offer that came in for Jed Wallace to keep him. I think if we lose Jed Wallace, that is a huge step backwards. I, I agree. The problem oh, you have with matching problem. someone's wages is that everyone else will ask for the same wages. You can't do that, mate. I, I know in the ideal world you can, but unfortunately, if you know, Middlesbrough, because I don't think they're going to go up. They're going to come back in for Jed and a break million quid again and this, that and whatever. You can't suddenly go to a wage-structured squad. Oh, well, we're going to give Jed 30 grand because last season he kind of played for a knee injury and he was quite good. You know, you, can, you can't really get away with that. I understand the sentiment behind it, but we live in the real world, unfortunately. We, and... I mean, we... We may have to buy to sell to buy, but let's, let's, I'm also looking here at the midfield. Ben Thompson, I think, is we must all agree, has come back a hugely improved player from Pompey, has, has forced himself into the first team, and is, a, is a, un, undroppable apart from now. Obviously, injuries forced him out of the team. So yeah. I'm going to pray, pray to whatever deity uh, you, you believe in, dear listener, so that we keep hold of Ben Thompson. Pray to this. that end, mate. Yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever version of it you you like, then pray to that one and um, hope we keep Ben. I'm also now looking at Fred on your dimmer. This is on the official club squad pictures. Fred, Fred on your dimmer, unplayable Fred. And who, who, who knew Fred he, 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 wouldn't, he wouldn't get played at all for, the, for being unplayable? Um, 
he's got to be gone, isn't he? I can't, I can't believe that Fred has any any further role or place at Millwall no, FC. No, no time for Fred. I think Fred's uh, time has been and gone, and he's passed the fire, the opportunities that he was given. I think he didn't shine when he went to Wickham for the second time this season. No, nope. he, um, he did. That's the that's the strange thing is obviously I've, I've kept an eye on, on their forums, mate. Their fans were begging for him to come back. Going, yeah, well, their fans would be, mate, because he's with them. He's not a championship level player. This is a man. What, he's elite, he's elite one player. He was good enough to play for Arsenal. He thought he was good enough to play for Arsenal, and he carries a chip around like he's big enough to play for Arsenal. And he's just an arsehole. He's not an Arsenal. Mate. He's an arsehole. <laughs> so, Do you know what? Do you know what? I'm, hindsight's a wonderful thing, and I'm not saying this as a, a Mister. Like, I told you so, because there's plenty of times with Millwall I've got it wrong. But I have said for years, I cannot see what the fuss is with Fred on a dinner. I, I literally I, no, cannot I, see I, what the fuss is. I, I, he's a, if you put his attributes on Aidan O'Brien, if you put Fred's pace on Aidan O'Brien, Aidan O'Brien would be a £35 million striker and he wouldn't play for Millwall. Aidan O'Brien lacks pace, but has an uncanny ability to pop up and score goals. Fred Omnidimna has pace, has power, has precision, but has no tactical awareness, no positional sense, and no finishing ability. And that is what, but he has the promise to learn all those things, but obviously he's decided he doesn't want to. But you, so, you made a point off air, Harry, about Ben going away and then coming back an improved player, and contrasting it with Fred, who's not come back an improved yeah. player from Wickham. And, and, and I mean, Sid, obviously, we've, we've you know, has, 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 has his level. Though, doesn't it? Well, clearly it does, and I think well, that's I think what Neil Harris is referring to. I think it's, I think it's an attitude thing that if you if you go on loan with the attitude that I'm going on loan to improve as an individual, get game time, and show them what I'm missing at the back at my club, the loan system works very well. If you're not man enough to accept that you're not doing the job at your own club and you've been loaned out, and then you go off and sulk and come back and don't sulk about being sent away then obviously it doesn't work for you. And I think Ben went one way and Fred went the other. So that that's where we mm. sit. Fred's had numerous chances. I don't think I'm the only person. I'm disappointed that it hasn't worked out because I'd like it to work out. I want it to work out for any of our youth, youth players. And Aris, remember, was the one who gave him his debut at, what, 16, 17? But mm. obviously, like, you know, there's only... It's like being in a bad... I think the two of them are almost like in a bad relationship now. It's like... Um, <laughs> Do you understand what I mean? It's when you call it, it's an abusive relationship. In it's time to call it a day keep, with Fred. They both keep promising each other the world and delivering nothing either it's, way. So. I, th- I think Fred needs to get himself back on Tinder and have a little swipe along. Yeah, I think swipe, swipe to AFC Wimbledon. Let's, let's talk about um, talk Shane Ferguson. Are we, are we, well, I mean, I'm going to guess Shane Ferguson is a keeper. Yep. Um, I, I just look at his photo. He looks so sweet and innocent. I can't believe he's one of the bad apples trying to uh, disrupt the squad. Um, oh, I like Shane Ferguson so, I, I so mean, much. I just like he's his become, story. He's yeah. become he, so much of a Millwall player. I remember when he won it. I mean, he still bottles out of changes, but he's got a little nasty bastard streak. The stamp at Brighton. Only at Millwall would that endear you to someone. I mean, it probably cost <laughs> us a game because we had to let Cooper take a penalty. But that's not the point. The fact is that he was such a shit to do it that I was impressed so, um, yeah, there's I, your favourite player Harry Brian Tunnicliffe um, <laughs> here we've, reached, we've, reached, we've reached RT in, in the, in the, in the uh, rankings the backwards pass side foot give it to Cooper because I'm too shit scared to go forward machine get off the keep face him. Get keep off him the, <laughs> don't keep Mike him Mike was for keeping 
Get rid of him. Get rid of him. Piss off, Harry. Get rid of him. He's a fucking back. If any of the other officials at this club are listening, ten year deal. Is he a bad apple? Is he a bad apple? Get rid of him. No, he's not a bad apple. He's just a bad player. So I don't know what's worse. Bad player. Uh, I don't you, know. I just he's just not my type of player. Achtung, Milbal. Jury Skalak, international man of mystery. Jury Skalak. Um, international man of mystery. Jury Skalak. Yeah. Um, I. I, I he came to us well recommended. He's on a long deal. Because we've never seen him play. No. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at the photo of him, and he, he looks vaguely like um, like a goth rocker from from some Scandinavian heavy rock band. You know, um, I don't know. I mean, he, I don't. I can't believe he's a disruptive element. I can't believe he's got that much engagement with the other players. But um, I, it'd be nice to see something of him. He, he came to us from. Was it Brighton? He came from. Um, yeah. And came to us well recommended. So I, I, I don't know. Um, I would, I would, we're probably stuck with him, whether we want to keep him or not. I can't, unless somebody else will take him. But Yuri, Yuri Skalak is that one guy who's now doing DIY around the train, uh, around the train. <laughs> um, I like, generally believe that Yuri Skalak was replaced with another person because we never really saw the real Yuri Skalak. Made a good film. Made a good film. Replaced by another person. I'm, right, wait, I'm waiting for him, Nick. I'm waiting for his picture to be turned into a silhouette on the website. Well, like oh, Billy Mitchell. I'm just looking yeah. at Billy Mitchell. He's a silhouette. Um, Ryan Leonard, boys. I mean, I, I have, I've got mixed feelings about Ryan massively, Leonard. Massively, massively criticised, sometimes wrongly, sometimes correctly. A lot, a lot of Millwall fans have a massive problem with distinguishing the number 28 and the number 18. They both wear <laughs> the same colour boots. Last night on three occasions, I heard Leonard, you cunt, when Tunnicliffe turned backwards and played the pass back. We need to get rid of one of them, and Tunnicliffe is the much more likely, because I don't think Millwall are going to spend one point odd million on Tunnicliffe to keep him. I, I, so, I um, find my yeah. eyesight's going at my age as well. That's a, that is a problem. So uh, maybe what they both need for their careers is maybe a number change if we keep both of them, and perhaps one wears blue boots and one wears green. Or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, um, and that's, that's the lightest thing of it. I, I mean... He in games sometimes when he plays with Thompson looks a lot more assured. I think playing in a free look good. I mean, to be honest, let's let's be clear about this. When we had Thompson, Tunnicliffe, and Leonard as a free, we looked really good at times. And yes, I, we I, I did. Can... Yes, we did. And and I thought Tunnicliffe played his part in that. And um, so uh, you know, I, I I understand that you've you've always had your reservations about Tunnicliffe all season, Harry. But I, I actually think he's not done so badly. I mean, I I don't know what length of deal is. It, is it up in the sum? Is he one of the contracts? Yeah, he's um, out. He's out of um contract. Out of contract. See, that's my, that's my point. If we're going to build a squad where he plays in a three with Thompson, Tunnicliffe, and Leonard, that's fine. I've got no problem with Tunnicliffe getting a contract on that because he's. Uh, if he scores a goal against Leeds in the last minute, then he'll become the new Jimmy Abdu because he really, you know, some people really never liked Jimmy. And Jimmy was fantastic for us. But I understood why people kind of didn't get the Jimmy thing, that Jimmy mm. just run around like an headless chicken and sometimes put a challenge in and played a, couldn't play a five-yard pass. But people loved him. You know, I don't have that feeling towards Cunnicliffe, so maybe I'm getting the opposite way of, of sort of the Jimmy love. You know what I mean? So... 
I, of, I understand. Um, I understand why people like him. I mean, he's a winning runner, Tunnicliffe. I understand, but I just don't think he's brave enough to play for the club. And and maybe maybe the character that he shows is maybe what Neil's saying that he's got character to to always gonna, request the ball, which he does. We're but, going to finish up with a ticket office playing for us next season. The way we're getting rid of half the squad here, but well, um, it's, it's time for Brandon Prangle at left back. Brandon, Brandon well, Prangle will take the field. Do you think, do you think Lucas Ball will be better in behind the hole? Or, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lucas. What about Ben Marshall? I mean, I've, I've, Neil made a comment. Um, class is permanent, form is temporary. Which I'll, I'll drive him to, back. I'll drive him back. I took too much money. I'm going to guess again. Yeah, I'm taking Ben Marshall to be the recipient of that of that bar. Yeah, how I read it, and he's on loan, so I'm I'm gonna guess he's gone because he hasn't impressed one little bit. No, we've, not since he's come back. No, we've discussed first version Luke. of Marshall. I would have happily taken second version of Marshall. You can go back. To be fair as well, I think Tim Kale would have got in the squad this season, even at 39 yeah. or 40, 30, whatever 40. he was, because we were that desperate at some point. We've discussed Lee Gregory. Tom Bradshaw remains. A mystery, um, because we've been. Do you think story. a mystery? I mean, well, in the four, minute, what, the four what, minutes of what, what I saw, we've seen I of it was an improvement. Pretty, yeah, on the on the on the on the limited exposure we've had to in this season, then he got injured, and the rest is, you know, we're, we're hoping that he'll come back next season, um, you know, and and be the be the new Lee Gregory who seems to be gone. But um, I call him a mystery because we just haven't seen enough of him in a Millwall shirt, unless anyone knows of his time in in Barnsley's shirt. I, I don't, didn't follow his career prior to him coming to the, to the Lions, so I, I don't know. But I'm going to guess that he's um, yeah. he's going to be I mean, the new Lee Welsh, Greg. He's played yeah. for the Welsh national side, so he can't be. I mean, he started to. He's still quite young. I think he's in his mid twenties. Isn't he like 24, 23, something like that? He looks so, he looks fresh faced in this photo. Yeah, I, I, rem- I remember saying. Um, sorry, I remember Nick. I was saying a couple of years ago when we was on um when we was on another Millwall podcast, mm. and they said about what players would we have. I, I remember again, you know, for for everyone I get right, I get fifty wrong. But I do remember when he was at um, Barnsley saying I'd, I'd have had someone like Bradshaw. So I'll give okay. him a chance. Definitely, yeah. definitely, I'm, I'm, top I'm, player. I'm, I'm still a fan of Keith for more at Barnsley. I think he's tough. Yeah, you mentioned yeah it before, but we ain't going to get yeah. it. Unfortunately, they've got promoted and we ain't going to go and sign a promoted player. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think that's being totally honest. Tom um, Elliott, we've we've touched on, and I think the consensus is Tom's... Thanks, uh, thanks for your effort, Tom. Yeah. But you're not good enough for this level. I, I, I just want to say... well, kind of thing. I, 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 From what I hear, he was booed last night and I don't he like was. that. Because uh, I, I think he's an honest player, and he's he's given what he's got to give. It's just that he's his his best is not good enough. And that, again, the, again, yeah. they got the wrong striker from Wimbledon. Yeah, crap at Wimbledon. Akin Fenwa and Taylor were were the reasons he he did well because he played he in the. Bad Akin Fenwa. You know, he's uh, name the fridge. Yeah, yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, Akin Fenwa. Um, I can remember the Wickham now, obviously, but Lyle Taylor is the one who, who, when I found out how Charlton actually signed him and the fact that no one else was actually in for him, on a free, I was baffled. Absolutely. Well, maybe if Charlton foul up the playoffs, then uh, we can make a move for Lyle. Uh, that we, might we, know, we know their owners are fucking mercenary, so uh, there's yeah. a possibility. Stick a, pan, stick a pan bidding for him, we might get him. Um, we touched we touched on on Aidan O'Brien earlier on. I, I I've always liked Aidan O'Brien. I, I I know that he has his flaws, but I, I just like his goal scoring ability, and I, I would like to see him play more often as a striker. I, I don't think Neil likes him. I I think that he, he, there's a couple of remarks he's made over his time about Aidan's um, lack of um, footballing 
Although it's, it was, his footballing brain's good, but his off-field brain's not so good or something. That no, it's basically that he's, he's striking ability, but his work rate isn't always there. His work there, rate which, is not there, yeah. But you have to say, of all the Harris comments, that's probably the fairest one, to be fair. But I Adrian O'Brien sometimes strolls around. If he doesn't score, he doesn't do anything, does he? To, well, to, to, do you, make, you say if he doesn't score, he doesn't do anything. Two goals in 35 this season isn't quite... Yeah, but from the left side, Aaron, he, yeah. he plays as a very numbers he's... don't the numbers don't lie though. I I I, I take that. Yeah, point. I know. I take, but... I take that point. Stevie Morrison, that's a complete the squad. It was fantastic um, last night. I'd yeah, keep another, him. I'd keep him. Well, he's, he's clearly he's got a contract on the table. I don't know if he signed it. I'd, I'd, um, it was another year's as a player, I guess. But I would think now at his age, he's. Um, well, thinking more in terms of coaching, but then Neil Neil referred to his own move to Southend at 34 to go and get game time. So well, um, I mean, last night he was he won more in the first 20 minutes in the air than he'd won all season. Now I don't know why that was. I don't know whether Bristol were made for him. I don't know whether they didn't expect to have him against them. I don't know whether it was that you know he'd been in a it, the fact that he hadn't played for months, but he looked. La, a last season's version of Morrison for 60 mm. minutes. Not the whole game, but for no, the first for the, 60 for the hour. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. He looked very, very good. Championship level good. Maybe, you know, um, maybe a top championship target man because he done everything that he needed to do. Yes, his legs have gone. And I'm not going to turn around and say that he's going to beat people for pace and that makes him limited. But when Cooper's getting a ball every two minutes from Tunnicliffe and he's whacking 45 yard diags, there's one man I want on the end of that diagonal and it ain't Tom Elliott and it, you know, if it's not Jake Cooper from a corner, he can't pass to himself so it best be Morrison. Do, I, do I you understand what I mean? His overall game, his overall game you know, we, we look at sort of the goal stats I mean, his, his are worse than Aidan O'Brien's. Thank you to the club for providing these stats, by the way. Uh, 40 games played, one scored, but you know, defensively he's, 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 he's Helping out, 19 clearances, four interceptions. You know he's there with his, a good passing right. He's he, he's there, and and you know he's passing forward. He's 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 becoming a bit more of an all-round player, maybe a deeper player as well. There was um there was so, a moment last night when they tried to play out from the back for Bristol City. It was really intelligent by Morrison. They had two do the usual split. Leonard went for the third one, who dropped in as a third player to pass to Schultz. And then that player ran away, and Morrison said, stay there. And as he said, stay there, another one, they sort of dummied the free kick. Leonard ran in at the new player that came in to replace the one who'd run out because Morrison had told him to do that. Leonard closed him down. Morrison, they played a dodgy pass to the player Morrison was on, and Morrison done a four-yard trot, and they managed to get a corner out of it. And I just sat there last night and I thought that is what you miss when you've not got let, uh, when you've not got Morrison. It's not what he does; it's what he makes other people do. It's that leadership. And I yeah. know you said that Pierce gave that at the back. The problem is, is I don't see now. Gregory's gone as well. We we need to defend from the front because we're not very good at the back, or we're not very good in midfield because we bypass it a lot of the time. So I I like a comment by someone off Twitter that this season's team was a League One team going forward, but a mid to lower championship team going backwards. Yeah, I saw that. And I thought that was actually pretty fair. But as I said before, and you've touched on it yourself, the creative player, the Fred, the Diego Fabrini, 
that you name millions of Millwall creatives, I feel Kinne, you know, you go back through time, they just live, they live a dog's life because unless you're Terry Erlock or Les Briley, you're compared to Terry Erlock or Les Briley. And that yeah. is the way it's going to be for the remainder of time until we eventually one day with the miracle of the satanic gods somehow shit house our way to a Premier League playoff run like last season or we somehow get caught out by some billionaire, we're going to have to accept that we're not going to be the finished article for a long time now because I think our chance was last season. I think it's been very brought back down to earth this season with this is actually where we are. Aris is right that the, the, the gap gets bigger every year between the Premiership and us. And the teams that can't bypass, I mean, Aaron, I did want to ask you this, linking into this, is how many teams in that division now are under transfer embargoes or in financial difficulty for next season? Because I think that will play a part in I'm not sure if I run through it the other week. On, on, on yeah, my, yeah, yeah, you gave quite a list, didn't you? Know, it's, it's, like it's quite a few. It's quite a few. But, that, but okay. that's just alone in the championship that this season, I mean, I can't see... So let's say, obviously, the teams are down from the Premier League. So Huddersfield, I can't see them spending big because I just think they'll have a massive wage. But I know they didn't really go mad, but they shouldn't have been in the Premier League anyway. So they'll be a top, I think they'll be in the top half. Stoke, again, were massive spenders. They'll have another year of parachute money. Birmingham, I mean, God knows what will happen to Birmingham. They can't sign anyone, can they still? Are they still under a transfer in They're supposed to be, aren't they? Yeah, you know, they'll have to sell Cherry Adams. The stupidest thing ever. The fact that they signed a player whilst in the... I mean, what club administration actually allows that to happen? Signing a player whilst in Embargo. Why did the FA sanction it? Because presumably they have to send the paperwork, so, you know. Yeah, it's it's stupid, really. We've um, we've run through the squad, but we started the conversation. I probably want to finish with the man who's in charge of the squad because I don't think any fair analysis of the season can be complete. And my my point at the start of our, our, our talk tonight was the 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 the, the rant online uh, and and on on video from Neil is is fair. I, I don't disagree with a lot of what he said, but. I don't read any self-analysis into that, and I think any fair assessment of the season um, has to be has to include some self-analysis on his part. Because I've just written down a few um, random words here as a, a spark that uh, the poor signings have been have come via Neil Harris. I mean, there's, there's nowhere else. Tom Elliott, we've mentioned a few times, he was a Neil Harris signing. There's been others. Um, poor tactics at times. The uh, the, the, the the poor substitutions when we, we've given up. He mentioned how many winning positions we've given up in in over the course of the season. How many points have been been cast aside as a result? It's not enough. It, it, the players will always take the field in the end that they're doing the business. But it, it must include if Neil is going to be honest, as as the the, the website here so open and honest Harris hints at extensive changes. That's the official website um, headline. Yeah. It's got to include himself. It's got to include a self-analysis. I, I agree. I'd also wrong. say that I agree with you on too many late goals. How many late penalties did we give away? How many late decisions by players to do stupid things happened? How many, I, mean, I, I guess I, last I, night I, is I agree in the nutshell. I agree with what you're saying there, but, you know, Morrison pushing, we were away at Middlesbrough, Morrison pushes over Ayala. Whether or not it was soft or not, that's another question, but he pushes... Morrison should know better. Why didn't he? He was going out. Why didn't he need to push him? That's too. I, I know, have to ask as well. 
know, with, with I, the I new, agree. with with the new Harris thing. I mean, I, I, I saw 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 it in the car park the other day. Is is Steve Koppel the right man to be the advisor as well? You know, like he pulled into the car park the other day. Steve Koppel. Don't know about him. Um, I, 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 I don't... Steve Koppel been there. He's 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 like an unofficial advisor, isn't he? Like it's always it's always been a well known fact that Neil consults like other people, managers and couples always been a listening ear for. I think that's right to do. I mean, you know, I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I'm not advocating managerial change. Many do online. I mean, we all see the same the same feeds, and we all see the same comments. And um, I've started blocking people. I think are a bit weird. It's just (laughs) nice to have a clear out yourself at the end of the season. I don't, I don't block anyone. I've always taken kind of pride in not blocking anyone. But you do. Well, I don't block weird, them. I weird... just unfollow. I just unfollow. Unfollow them. I'm I do sure that. A lot yeah. of people unfollow me, but you I know, do that. It is what it is. But you live my, by my... the sword, you die by the sword, kind of thing. My, my point being that Neil, Neil is is a still a relatively, um, is a, is a relatively inexperienced manager still at this stage. Although he's now in the phase of his working career where he's going to become an experienced manager over the next. Would you three, say two so, to three so, years? I would say. Yeah. So he, sorry to he's, cut across. He's got to learn. He's got to learn, he? With that point, he's only ever known success. This is the first season he struggled. Do you understand? What I mean, it's a different mm. type of pressure being at the bottom than what it is to chase. Always chasing, saying chasing the playoffs, chasing the top, two, trying to get to the top two, chasing a quarter final in FA Cup, chasing this, chasing Wembley, chasing you know to get. This season, it's like been a you know a, a death by a thousand small cuts. You know, what I mean, it's been very everything. Every time they change something, something else went wrong, or this has come out from the club, or someone from a YouTube channel's made a rumor about a goalkeeper. You know, there's there's been loads of <laughs> there's been loads of stuff going on. I mean, it wouldn't be Millwall without there being loads of stuff going on. But no. I agree with you. But you know, Sean Dyche must, I think, you know, Sean Dyche must be one of those contacts. And I think that Dyche would, you know, you look at Sean Dyche, the way Sean Dyche got Burnley back up from the, yeah. from the championship at the second time. There is something to be said that Burnley really are the hope for clubs of our size. They're a bigger club than us, a little bit bigger fan base, but they're, they do business in the right way. They haven't got million pounds. They they built a squad. They went up. They didn't spend beyond their means, and they've done that. Now, we've gone up with this squad from the league one that leads to the championship. We've done better than what we should have done last season with that squad. This season, we've been found out. Now, the third season, it's almost like even more. It's what happens. To, it's like what happens to a band after they have a great first single, uh, first album, and they have a bad second album. Now, is the third, if the third album's good, they rescue themselves. If mm. the third album's bad, no it drift. comes crashing down and that's it and you, that you're you done. And, you know, it's the difficult, it's almost the difficult third album. It's the reincarnation of the squad. You know, this is as big as that season. It's Sergeant you know, Pepper, let's be honest. <laughs> It's a yeah. huge summer, eh, boys, isn't we're, it? I mean, yeah, they're all going to turn up with fake monikers, pretending they're other people, strum their guitars and then win the well, league. Well, Ringo right. Starr's sitting at the back of every music video in that as if to go, yep, I know, they've all totally lost it. Maybe one of us will be that next season going, I have no fucking clue what we're trying to do here. You know, um, speaking, of Sean, I, speaking of Sean Dyche, Naki Wells on loan wouldn't be a bad shout. 
Well, that's yeah. what I, I can see yeah. Burnley coming in. A, a Burnley. I don't want to give him a hint, but I could see a Burnley coming in for Jake Cooper with about twelve million quid. Oh, that Jack seems to. Oh, oh Jake. That would be, be nice, wouldn't it? That would be but nice if we spend it wisely. I know what you're saying about that would be nice. Why is this? Oh, that would be nice, right? I've got to make this very clear. I think he's a better defender than who's the one who went from Bristol City last season for fifteen million quid. Aidan Flint. Right, Cooper's a better player than him. Sorry, he scores more goals. I know defender. You know that's what you're buying him for. You know he's 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 an absolute weapon in both boxes. He's English. He hits a quota and he's left footed. I mean, what more do you what, what more do you want? You know he hits a pass. He's a diagonal pass merchant all day long, and he's actually getting better with the ball at his feet. Right? I think like I, last night he's been. He's I, a I developing think... young player. He and, will be in demand, Harry. I mean, I, I think but he's we, got we, to go for the right price. I know it's all right saying it's going. I remember the Kale transfer. It cuts me every time I think of how little money that man went for. Because that that side, that's the selling of Kale should have been to enable that side to kick on. That side was there to kick on, and Pafitas didn't do it because he wanted to sell up. Now, Berylson's time. What do you want to do, John? Do you like having a football club that just survives in the championship? Or do you want to go back the manager that you've put on a long-term deal? Do you want to back the manager and do you want to back the fans who you've said that need to turn up in numbers and, and back the club? And they have done, to be fair, even with the dross they've been served up this season. It's time to put your hand in your pocket. And we ain't talking, you know, I don't want Millwall to go and spend six million on one player. It needs to be six one million pound players rather than two. You, you understand what I mean? It needs to be... Millwall need to sign the right player, the right attacking players, because the base of the squad, if we've said we've kept them, there's a few players there. There's a spine. There is a spine to work off. I know we'll need nine or ten to make a squad, but there's a spine to work there. And the spine defensively ain't that bad. It's just going forward that we... And we need a keeper. The end-of-season dinner is... Presumably, it's going to go. They would have sold tickets for it, and I, I think it's a serious point in the light of all of this. Because, as as you said, Michael, this statement would have been put out by the club. It's going to make for a very difficult evening. It's, it's the, just going to be a periscope. Do you know what? Do you know what it's going to be? Do you know what it's going to be? This is going to be an actual real murder mystery, and we have to choose which <laughs> player has put the arsenic in um, Harris. Neil Harris's <laughs> cheesecake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's um, what do you call it? It's uh, do you Ms. remember Dream Plum. Team used to be filmed at the Den? This is basically yeah. like the worst episode of Dream Team ever. You know, yeah. they've been knocked out the Lin- Champions Lin- League Lin- by Linda Block. Yeah, Linda Linda Block walks in. She done it. Yeah, Miss Plum, Miss Plum with the candlestick in the exec oh. lounge. Yeah, poor Neil poor Harris. He'll, he'll have his facing suit. The size eight tempo boot. <laughs> that seems like a good moment to close proceedings, gentlemen. Well. Young Michael Avery, you spoke to him last week. You called him a legend yesterday. And, uh, well, thanks to all the, the players, officials, directors who have taken place, uh, to taken part in this podcast this evening. Uh, young Mickey Avery, I'll leave it to you to say. Bye for now. You've been listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here.
A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.